0: For
1: you. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, hello and welcome to Living a Broadcast, the podcast about where people are from, how they got here, and what they're doing now. Welcome everybody to, I guess it's our first official episode. My name's Eric. I'm James. And I'm Mikey. And uh, welcome back. So if you've listened to our episode zero, which uh, hopefully has came out around the same time as this. We wanted to take a chance to, before we had any formal guests on, give you an idea of what a real episode will hopefully sound like. So today we are going to, we're going to do that. We are going to play the roles of our own guests and uh, yeah, do that. We we thought that, you know, the episode where we described what the podcast was going to be. Did a good job at getting that across, but we still wanted to give people an idea of what the finalized product is going to be. So I'm breaking the fourth wall a little bit (laughs) to explain that to everyone, but uh, hopefully this will give you an even better idea if that one hour of bullshit wasn't already (laughs) enough to uh, let you know what you're going to be hearing if you continue to listen. So yeah, How how did you guys think the episode
0: zero went? Well, I think now we've had the chance to absorb it. We uh, we put it out there. We all listened. Uh, I think this time, towards the end, there's no secret that beer was flowing. Uh, I had an empty stomach. I was a little rambly there, so I reckon a little more focus now. We've we've uh, we've taken time to reflect back on it. But I think it was an overall good uh, good starting point, Mikey. I think it was great. I mean, that's the thing we do best is to talk bullshit
2: with each other, and that's yeah. pretty much what it is. So that's what uh, that's what we can expect. Maybe with a bit more structure around it um but yeah i thought it was
0: uh, i thought it was pretty fun it's a bloody good time
1: yeah James got kind of drunk towards the (laughs)
0: end. Well, yeah, I realised when we were listening to it back and it was all sounding good, just uh, then I realised bloody hell I'm blowing Vancouver's cock the whole time here, like to the extreme. I love it, I do, but let's have a little more, you know. I did enjoy uh, Eric's quick
2: uh, history lesson on drugs in Vancouver and the the fentanyl crisis as well. (laughs) (laughs) That was great. Explain down to that.
1: You guys set me up for it. <laughs> yeah, I
2: know. I don't know what else you were supposed to say when I I'm asked that question. To go a i do, uh, at that place. Yeah, I do apologize for that. Yeah. Well, that's, uh, Yeah, real. that's what
1: it is. Yeah. But
2: uh, well, I guess we we're going to talk a bit more about in depth how we all got here because I think they're pretty interesting stories.
1: It is. Maybe and not. And we wanted to, no. <laughs>
2: drove, <laughs> drove four hours. Not <laughs> my, I, uh, yeah, drove in the, in the car
1: for four hours <laughs> with so my sick. mom and my brother and. Uh, we got here <laughs> did you play I Spy in the car um no who no, has the music no. so well, the electric, if, of road trip was that? yeah
0: if it's you your mum your brother who's got the music or you just uh, you're the uh, singing singing along <laughs> oh
1: I'll like baby
0: yeah it's gotta be yeah. oh my god you three you three are just just sitting in the You've back never seat is one of the funniest images <laughs> anyway nobody else would <laughs> understand that well no, no. <laughs> yep but yeah, uh, as as Mikey said, so going maybe a little in depth of not too in depth, but just uh, maybe a little more fleshed out on how we got here and medium depth. Medium, I would say. yeah, I we had medium the, we're we're in the yeah we're in the shallow end, but not uh, not badly.
1: We wanted to let you guys know a little bit more about us before we let you know about all of the wonderful people we're gonna have on this podcast moving forward. So this is gonna be our opportunity, episode one, so to speak, to. Uh, give you that idea um we just weren't sure we quite got who we are across to everyone in that uh in that first episode so this one past this little introduction phase here uh we are going to get more into format who knows this might not even uh make it into the final cut we might just <laughs> fucking go forward from here move forth into the uh into the great yonder because i think that uh I think that we have a lot of potential here, and uh, yeah, we just wanted to let you guys know who we are. So um, just for clarity's sake, one more time, hello and welcome to Living Abroadcast, the podcast about where people are from, how they got here, and what they're doing now.
0: Hello and welcome. (laughs) Welcome. There you go. That's uh, really a good word that sums up Vancouver. Um, but, uh, yeah, you got something to add there. I don't have anything to add. No, <laughs> no I was, I, we're doing a
2: second introduction there. I was got yeah, a, bit, a bit thrown off by that, a little mid-introduction. It's yeah, a why new, not? new concept that Eric's come up with on the spot. Put me I off. I think so. But yeah, that's fine. threw us off. Well, I mean... we trying to, trying we to gotta, roll into things. we got to roll into things, but I think we should start back in... must have been sometime around when the wheel was invented. I assume when you first decided to... James, I'm pointing to. <laughs> yeah. I see see that we're not being filmed here. Yeah, you can see. Um, around that time, that's when you first... Uh, how, did, how did your travels, how did you get in
0: here first start? So we're going back. Uh, yeah, now... I mean we talked in the first episode it was about 2012 was that that was really when I started on my way to Vancouver but it goes a lot further back than that uh, so at the age of 14 I think I mentioned as well Quebec was the first place to visit um, but definitely a seed was planted then and I'd realize on those school How did how did you find Quebec just as a side note Uh yeah I mean I didn't really know much different at that time I'd seen Europe I'd been to Spain I'd seen you know you going on, on these little short holidays so it really felt like it was Canada was like a bigger beast than even I could have imagined so it was really Quebec, that was my first impressions, but of course... Not even real Canada, though, is Yeah, well, you know, there's, a little, uh, there's an asterisk <laughs> there. Uh, and as we said, uh, enjoy that permanent residency, because you sure as hell won't be a permanent resident of Quebec. Um, anyway, I liked it, we made taffy, you know, I'd never heard of uh, taffy before. So, uh, It's so very started. North
2: American, isn't
0: it? It is, is yeah, it? up in the snow.
2: Yeah, I've n- I'd never heard of it before I moved here. I think right. they mentioned it, oh, or maybe on, like, TV shows and stuff like that, but I'd never heard of it yeah, until I came here. just heard it in that taffy. I still don't even know what it is,
0: to be honest. No, it was chewy, that's all I know.
1: It's not I even think. really that much of a thing over in Vancouver, is it? Not really here, I think. Like, no, you had,
0: uh, I don't know. When was your last bit of taffy?
1: I've never even have it,
2: had it. <laughs> I've been too scared. I don't try, I don't, I'm don't. I not going to put something in my mouth that I know nothing about.
1: It's that colourful shit rule. they wrap in wax paper, right? Is it a fancy way to say Toffee
0: it's no. a bit it, it was, it's like a fruit roll up like you know they put it in that kind of but it was not yeah. fruit it just and it wasn't really wrong. yeah I don't know it, what the hell is Taffy if anyone's out there is listening you, you've got a nice concise answer for us email us at email doesn't exist yet <laughs> at <coughs> Living in yeah. Broadcast.com.
1: Uh, yeah, I was born here, and if you were to ask me, yo, what's taffy, I'd have a hard time answering you. Ooh, yeah.
0: You're having a taff on you. Uh, but yeah, it was uh, up in the slopes, and it was basically a little wooden shack there, and it said taffy. So again, you've heard it on the TV. I'd heard it growing up in that accent. Uh, a little bit of taffy. James, I don't think you're supposed to accept candy from strangers living <laughs> in the yeah. woods yeah in the woods in, in a random cabin. yeah words were said uh, things were promised yeah uh, uh, so yeah just this big makeshift sign at the side of the trail just said Taffy down here uh, must must have no pants on Were <laughs> yeah. uh, okay. so, you yeah. had parental supervision yeah, at so this all, point well it's all you now you, you've opened up this, uh, this just, kind of just words. a naive boy like, from I'd Canterbury been, yeah I buried it down uh, deep uh, now maybe there's more to this Taffy story um, but anyway I think the original question was what did I think of Quebec so uh, <laughs> yeah uh, weird guys in the in the forest giving me taffy um, yeah I loved it it just had that feel to it I had my first poutine and it was uh, you know they were all raving about that and uh, as a kid then it was like it was a crazy thing to try but chips and gravy in England very similar just throw the cheese curds on and you gotta get those things squeaking I know that now uh, as a factory for it. Um <laughs>
2: Making me feel
0: what you were thinking about. Yeah, exactly. We've got a yeah, not not a fan over here. And so that was that was your first taste of Canada, literally, and yeah, then a bit of no. And then you went back and did a bit of travelling after yeah. that. Yeah, so it, well, it, no, that was really I, I come back to that trip because yeah, that was the first slice of Canada and we, Niagara Falls and all that. And um, but it was just the really the feel. It was something I can't really describe. Um, so then, it, and it was the kids far from home. That was a furthest A lot of us have been at age, you know, 13, 14. Um, so I distinctly remember a few kids in my uh, in the room there. Crying, missing the family. I miss my family, but I was like, "We have to go home now. Like we're going home tomorrow." Um, so that was really when that travel bug really hit. It's like you know, I'm coming away. I've seen a very different place. Uh, yeah, we're having taffy. Uh, that's another story as you know. Um, but uh, yeah, little things like that that just weren't weren't normal up in the ski slopes, and it it, it was fun. Um, and then yeah, just uh, that, that was it. Carried on traveling. At 19, went out to Australia. Uh, 20 was New Zealand. 21 started uni. Uh, so it's just really getting my eyes open to the world and uh, I know I said my dad's little response there, welcome back to the real world son, uh, and all that stuff. So I guess all of that kind of uh, snowballed into uh, me saying, right, I don't want to, I, I knew Melbourne was a place that really spoke to me in Australia, just fell in love with that place. I knew if I went there at age 26, I'd live there and always wonder what about Canada? So mm-hmm. I knew it would uh, get me there, and I'd stay there. So uh, do you see similarities between Melbourne and Vancouver? Yeah, I hear that a lot. Yeah, shades of Melbourne. The moment I came off the SkyTrain, it was even if it's uh, just the way that the architecture is, but had that feel again. That, mm-hmm. that just kind of that, that comfort that. I guess I've been looking for somewhere. I knew from, uh, the writing was on the wall with the UK. I, I kind of knew even as a young young'un uh, that my future was kind of a bit cloudy when I look ahead. I'd have to go to London or a major city and I'm not much of a city guy. So coming to Vancouver, we, we've got the balance. It's the city when you need it. Uh, now we do tours of the city and I love it, but it's not overwhelming. It's not a Sydney. It's not a London. It's not a New York. So uh, I don't know. I guess it just, uh, yeah, it just all led me back to this point and yeah that that was uh, yeah six years ago now so yeah, i think that
2: was the one thing that stuck with me from our last podcast or the one thing i thought about when i walked away was your dad's comment yeah well, welcome he's back to off. the real world he's got the real, real world it scared the shit out of me because i'm like have i don't think i'm in the real world and i'm 30 <laughs> the matrix on. what is the real world i was actually laying in bed thinking about
1: it no, that was the most po- powerful thing I think you said. On that, that was said mm, yeah. between the three of us last time. Was yeah. uh, that sentiment of not being in the real world? And do you feel like, like? You took a longer gap year than is normal. First of all, you said you didn't start university till 21.
0: Well, that was actually another little can of worms because I only started that year as well because it wasn't even intended to be a gap year. Um, I had a diploma that I could cash in from art college that would get me onto my art degree whenever mm-hmm. I wanted. Um, but I actually fell off a moped in Thailand, that classic rookie mistake, went out there in flip flops. Uh, how many beers said. have you had James <laughs> so let's get to the action don't yeah. blame the flip flops yeah. or thongs That's as good. which they should be called no but, but yeah exactly well they should they what you know what you're calling the thong what you're you calling what would Cisco say you know the thong song what no, I don't know you
1: never heard the thong song
0: no. Oh, it's a
1: song about sandals. You'd love it. Yeah, ah. you, you know that shoe
0: one in the video. They're all Who wearing flip flops. Cisco. Cisco. He yeah, ah. silly silver. My niece's tape. name is Cisco. That's what put me because <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure she hasn't released a song. Oh, She's oh yeah, red. yeah. Well, she would know. She would okay. know what thongs are, but maybe not that thong. Yeah. Maybe that's the. Well, what happened on this moped? Crash, so then? yeah, no, no beers, but maybe a couple of buckets. No, no, no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I wasn't. Yeah, no, it, <clears> it was no, totally sober. No, I was. Uh, I was. To, I was too worried about anything like that. That I've actually, you know, my own. I was like, no, I got this. I, I haven't ridden a moped before, but Pulled how the accelerator hard is it? Too hard? Uh, yeah. So you know it. So, but I uh, getting a little thirsty. Uh, went to a Seven Eleven as you do, and there was a gravel track outside. And then yeah, got back on on the uh, on the bike, revved it. Going into a busy road, uh, and I was so panicked by it, I couldn't brake, I was still accelerating. I had no choice going into this uh, busy street there to throw myself to the floor. The bike fell on my foot. Uh, put a hole on my in my foot down to the bone, um, but as luck would have it, I was outside a pharmacy and they came out. They uh, <laughs> they put water straight on my foot. They put it up on a little stool. Oh, that's that's what you should do when you can see bone. Water, water, <laughs> yeah. The water yeah. will fix it. That yeah, exactly. It. <laughs> just a bit of water, you know, <laughs> as a, a spick and Watering. span. But yeah, again, a nineteen-year-old, just like I, I didn't care about my foot. That was my last thing. It was like, oh shit, they've got my passport. and Look at think. I was gonna expensive. I was gonna ask that because that's a big scam
2: scam yeah. over there, is it? Yeah. When you rent a jet ski and things like that they yeah. like really fuck you over with the deposit
0: yeah. and they take your passport well we've been told about that that's why I was so worried because they were like "Oh, even if you get a little if a stone flicks up and scratches and they're gonna like take you for loads of money so I had that in my mind that a pebble was gonna fling up and take a tiny dot of pain. instead I've scratched the whole side of this bike the, uh, the brake paint it was a black brake was now bright silver there was no hiding it I can't just bring it back and show on one side all right lads uh, passport <laughs> please um, it was it was bad it was gushing blood my friends I was like oh look at the bike and they're look at your foot James and anyway so that that made uh, the next four months I had planned to live like a king in Thailand it that I had to pay for the bike essentially, so then. Did you go home or you? I had, you to, go you yeah, had to go home. Yeah, I had to. So oh. uh, I, the only they my I had to do the dreaded call home, tell them what had happened, and they paid for my flight back. But instead, they're not going to pay for like me another four months out there. Mm-hmm. So I got back, and then that was the real fork in the road where I'm like, hey, uni started this year. I wanted to go next year, but let's do it. So I just uh, went in for an interview and I got in and started my next three years. So that was a very much a turning point. Uh, And then that was after all that, it got cut short. I'm like, no, I need to, uh, this is when I'm going to go, you know, it's Australia again, Vancouver, Canada, just in the back of my mind. But then it became all consuming by about my third year of uni. Canada was all I thought about. So that was like, uh, I saved up for a year and then it was finally that time. Uh, But yeah, came from that uh, very, cliche and silly thing that I knew it had happened to friends at school and I just called them idiots and laughed at them and then it happened to me. So, you know, you reap what you sow. I mean, mm.
2: when you think about it, I wonder what would have happened if you'd never had that crash. Yeah, and the that state was in Thailand, too, yeah. got yourself a
0: little wife and <laughs> yeah. like well, and living, in, living in a beach on uh, Tonga or something no no I, know. I, I would, no I would have stayed there for four months and then gone back so it is, I. it wasn't like it was just four months less but then I went, yeah. to, I went to uni and then met my girlfriend that would be my girlfriend for the next two years and that is a whole other story that goes to society it's not like in a typical relationship thing well, something big happened in that relationship that maybe saved that for another time but uh, it was a but, growing up thing for me
1: yeah but, I mean, what kind of started that little segue is um, I was asking about your dad's concept of the, you know, real, the, world, the, yeah. the real world and mm-hmm. taking that gap year and everything like that, you kind of got a taste of what he would define as the the not real world and yeah. you were back in school well, and everything like that. But yeah. would you almost say that those three years, despite whatever happened to your mm-hmm. foot, yeah.
0: um, <laughs> yeah,
1: that you were in school would be almost the not real world to
0: you oh to me I felt totally like you have a, you have a reverse concept uh, of it yeah. to, yeah, to your sure. dad yeah I'd seen I it felt for me like my eyes were open to what the real world was and I'd only seen 1% of it and I knew so for the, to be called that my dad's real world is his bubble so it's not like hey what is the is this the Matrix it's like more like my dad's world is bumping into the guy that you've been in the same class as since you were you know 35 years ago and you bump into each other as you get in your shopping so that that's the real world to them yeah. and that's just and that's fine some people like their homebirds, um, but yeah the three years of studying all I thought about was going so that's the thing it's like when I came back I was desperate to go again, but I knew I can't keep doing that for the rest of my life, go away, back to square one, save again, go away. I wanted somewhere that I'm happy living in my normal life and I get everything I love and the outdoor life. Now, when we go traveling, this is the base. It's not England. So Mm -hmm. that's just that was the real kind of goal. And then that's why the stakes got so high to stay here, because... Yeah, I just didn't want to go back, and it just be another. You talk to people with it down the road, and they're just like, "Yeah, same old, same old. Nothing changes, James. There's nothing for you here." Okay. So when you're told that every time you go back yeah I've got my dad like yeah this is just how it is Accept that this is life and this it is that might be a generational thing definitely though. no it's definitely it's generational. he's always been like a real hard worker you know yeah, like oh, to get everywhere and he'll tell you he'll tell you just how hard he's worked yeah. and I've worked my ass off too but I mean he, I didn't have two kids so that's the thing he was a young dad and he but you, manually But you know <laughs> of <laughs> yeah exactly Yeah, yeah. you know that's somewhere out there I'm sure a so. couple or uh, yeah couple of ways you know yeah, um, yeah any again any listeners uh <laughs> <laughs> there's someone out there if you've been affected by these issues do
1: you think that that's a generational trend though that we can see within our own generation though like there's definitely got to be people our age who probably still share a similar viewpoint to your dad like I don't 100%, think 100% yeah. I've got, got about out there. A
2: half a dozen oh, yeah. close friends back home yeah. That, yeah. Are, that are probably the same who yeah.
1: are happy with taking a two-week vacation to somewhere four hours away. I know people that don't even have a passport at
0: yeah. the age of thirty yeah. that haven't even left Australia. That's true, and as I said, it's nothing against anyone that has those views. It was just personally coming from my dad where yeah. my mom and that side of the family so supportive. Oh, you've done what you love, and they, they loved hearing the story, seeing the photos. My dad's just like, yeah, you're just running away from the inevitable. That's what he saw it at. So now he's over the moon. You know, he knows what life I've built up for myself here, but when it, oh, did, see- yeah, when it did seem like that beginning of just, Like you're kind of where you go, where are you? You know, like what's going on? And then that makes it hard for me being away because I know he felt like that. So it's a bit like, you know, you feel torn. Uh, And then now, this is a little side note as well. Like when I was back last time visiting, uh, I said he was like, "Oh yeah, I can't do FaceTime, son. I don't like seeing myself." so mm. I was like well, when I call you you're not looking at the little f- picture of you in the corner are you you're, you know I'm looking at you and, and he's just like, no 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 I, I, I just don't like it and I said okay we'll use WhatsApp then and then the WhatsApp there's no photo no anything and he's still like oh yeah yeah it's just really shit signal and I'm just like okay I've got the feeling now I think our, we had a bit of an argument about Brexit and I think that's kind of yeah, we're still good, but my dad's a perpetual moaner, <laughs> so I like to be around people that classic, Classic uh, British whinger. Yeah, pom. <laughs> whinging pom. Whinging uh, pom. Yeah, and that's the thing. And so I've we're never very heard that like, term before. Well, whinging pom? Pommy. Or whinging. Whinging, yeah. Yeah. But pom, pom. Um, Michael, you want to uh, go back to, well, let's not get too. but you know, What's a pom, pom? That's, pom that's a tropical stans, tree, right? <laughs> well, uh, he, do you know why... You're yeah, poms? so it's Prisoner of Her Majesty, apparently, is what the POM would stand for, mm-hmm. which is built kind of from British convicts and stuff that were there, so it's kind of like, it's a bit of a... But you don't see it as a derogatory I know, and I I've and i never... Like, I've never. It's one of those things people would say to try me and I was like, what are you calling me? Like, what was that? POM? pom? And yeah. And it's, I, oh, yeah, when you POM, you like warm beer, and we were talking about yeah. that earlier, that there's this, like, rumour that... I'm surprised you haven't put that one in the microwave, actually. <laughs> yes, the so it's, gym's it's, actually it's a little too chilly.
1: You're a little later than oh, he, he
2: had it in the slow cooker. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's a little chilly for me, actually. <laughs> you know. you got, uh, got some foil back there. just need to heat this thing up
2: a little. I've at least seen the, the tin foil to warm something up. This is a complete side note. Yeah. I ordered some pizzas on la- line last night, mm. and I opened the door, and the guy's got it wrapped in like two survival blankets and it was so awkward because I'm at the door for a good two minutes while he unwraps two of my pizzas oh my in that you know that survival shiny oh, yeah, foil yeah. to the keep it. the kind you see people bundled up
1: yeah after yeah. like so, or out of the water. so yeah. He's, he's
2: got my pizzas absolutely bundled I mean they were they were perfectly warm he did a great job of it. It, <laughs> but there was an awkward two minutes oh. I had no idea <laughs> and I was like do I make conversation with him like what do I do here <laughs> yeah, I'm holding the door open it was
1: very often. You're like, were my pizzas in accident? <laughs> how, how
2: many uh, Yeah, what happened
1: today? Did they have some uh <laughs> But so Palm sounds like an like an insult of another generation too, because insulting mm-hmm. the queen in general I feel like, carried a lot more weight
0: yeah which again is like you think if you so the queen it's going to deeply affect a British person and it's like oh I've got no, no. personal attachment but uh, again you knock yourself out Have you- do
1: many people of your generation
0: uh, well my my family are very British so like anyone that gets married any baby that's born they're, they're raving about it they're waving their little flags, they've got little cups of tea, and they make, it's really British. And oh. again, it's like, again, there's a bit of a difference. they collect all the plates and the, on yeah, the yeah. mugs with their faces big on time, and stuff? Big time, big oh. time, yeah. Not not the tacky side of it, more like the, oh, this is a limited edition 500 pieces of, you know, it's mm. just very, yeah, and again, again so yeah, you got my dad's little, that side of the coin, and then you got my mum there, so we're all very different there, and then so So I your mum's a bit more of a, a free spirit? yeah she she was the okay. traveller she was the one. Uh, okay. Owner. so yeah, she, she travelled when she was young yeah she had a great yeah she was uh, yeah she's just got that positive outlook on life and right. then that's what I've kind of that's instilled in me my dad is more of like a I can't say anything to He he's just in that the rain clouds there and it's like again you want to try and help someone when they're like that but he there's no helping like that everything's never his fault. So it's, again, this isn't going to be the Daddy Issue podcast. Um, I have come to terms with how he is and I love my mum and I love my dad. So it's just, uh, it's just you know, there's a difference in, in personality and they separate it as well. So it's not like we're all under the same roof and I can see my dad when I want to see my dad. And so yeah, we're, we're all grown up soon. Had so, it, had, were they separated when you decided to move here while well, I was in Australia so I was 19 oh okay um, so, so that when you were away yeah well, that while would I was be away. a tough situation well it was weird because I was having the time of my life and I knew something was going to give um, my dad didn't like that either When I'd say look you're not happy you're not happy you guys shouldn't be together And I, so I understood what was going on um, and I remember saying that, and he'd be like who do you think you are Like, you ain't a fucking man and all that so it's like <laughs> sometimes you're not a man when it suits and then you're a, you're a little boy and it's yeah. like you're a man now you've got to yeah. go out there so it's just that weird Exactly. It sounds very old school. It's so very old ways. school, yeah, very old school. Very Bertagans. old school. Yeah, but again, and
1: uh, so you went to the old school for three years. Yeah. Once you got back from that Australia trip, and then you decided it was come time to come to uh, this uh, this little old country we live in. Yeah. So what? Why didn't you go back to? Melbourne
2: was,
0: no, was said, it just a, a v, was it a visa issue? No, no, totally like... not. No, the opposite. I had I've got a year in Australia to cash in whenever I want it because I did three months of fruit picking. It was more that I'd done Melbourne, I'd done Australia, I'd done New Zealand. So you just wanted something new and different. Well, okay. I wanted to complete the Commonwealth. I'd done my year in Australia, a year, and I just wanted to see. I knew that these were places I loved, but Canada. Just from that 14 year old trip, I went to Australia at 16 with the family. Okay. So these were planting the seeds, but I just was like, hey, where where, where am I going to live? Because I I know. It's not going to be England, basically. So that was a bit different for me, as I was kind of almost shopping around for a new place. And then, uh, but this is honestly, this is just like uh, I said, I wouldn't blow Vancouver's dick too hard here, guys. But um, for me, it's just that, as I said, you know, when you found that place, and that's how it is for me. So like, sure. again, when you're an optimist like that, and like, sure, you could walk down the alleys and say, oh, this, 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 and this, and this. Um, but yeah, it's got everything that I love. So. But yeah, as you say, the three years it was—it's—it uh, goes a little little deeper than that. But it's essentially yeah. I knew uh, it was time to get out again, and Melbourne. I said I would be there, and I know I would stay there because I loved it so much. Uh, but that's not to say I'm never going back. So it's like now my girlfriend's Australian. I've got family in Sydney. Um, I love Canada, and this is like my present and you know future. And it's not to say it won't be England. It won't be Australia. So that's like so it's like right now this is where we live, and this is where. Uh I'm, I'm the happiest I've ever been. So that's, that's I guess, Perfect. what we can really hope for. So Was it easy getting your initial work visa? Did you get the IEC? Yeah, so what you got to do, guys, for yeah. those... What yeah. does it stand for? I don't know uh, if I was going to say, international, uh, uh, international Experience Canada. Which is what, most people move into Canada
2: between the ages of kind of 19 and 30 I think the we'll cutoff get, is thirty one. Right. So yeah. No, it's gone up to thirty five now. Oh, okay. recently. Recently. Nice. Yeah. I didn't know that. So there you go.
0: So and then, some of my friends back home, if you're listening, come the fuck over. Yeah, get over it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's it. So the IEC and the, the difference with this, so Australia took five minutes. You fill in your information, all the, you know, your your basic bits and background, I add my email back saying welcome to Australia, you get it then. Uh, with Canada, you've got to sit, there's a certain quota every year. It was 2,500 in 2013. So you know it's going to get released. They don't give you a day it's going to get released. They say it's going to be released on or around this date. So you're sat there refreshing, just scared that you're not, you're going to miss it. Um, and I was in a supermarket and I actually got a text saying, the visas have just gone online, so I had to rush back. Stop, drop my basket, <laughs> run, run back, and uh, that's just a, a Jane's shape hole in the door of yeah, the shopping. Uh, yeah, complex. it was very, very Looney Tunes. I, I was out, I was out of <laughs> there, uh, left a little uh, a trail behind me, and just gone. So Dust yeah cloud the shape. <laughs> so, what month of the year did you apply? So this was uh, the the, the cash. Well, the capture of me is I I had it all planned out and I was like, hey, it's like Australia, it's going to be there. Uh, Because I was in Iceland and then it was like, I'm going to apply, go to Seattle, then activate my work permit as I come over the border. But there was a delay in in the permit date. So instead of uh, January, it was delayed till April so yeah. that's why I got here I had all plans I had sold everything my car broke up with my girlfriend which was really tough moved out of my apartment and I was staying in my mum's conservatory so but that was all because I had to come back from Iceland because it's bloody expensive what's a conservatory for those of, you <laughs> of us who aren't from England it's a product of the 80s uh, PVC conservatories that were all the rage so like plastic lined uh, on the back of your house it's just kind of give it that kind of it's just like like a, a solarium a solar, yeah it's yeah. like a reading room and just add an extra sofa out there. Everyone the lines of conservatories. As oh, far my friend eyes, had I'm one
1: seen. of those. We called it a sunroom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. like music in there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah pretty, pretty, much. Much. pretty much. Yeah. Well, I so I just it's a very it. English word, isn't it? Cons- yeah. Conservatory. Conservatory. It was always too yeah. hot in there. It was always like you go out, it's just all coming through the windows. There's like a or table. Or too cold had. in the winter. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It was where the cats came in and out, basically. It was like there was a magazine wrap with like year old magazines and a table no one ever sat at. So yeah, a very functional piece of uh, accessory for your home. But yeah, it was uh, just... So that was April you ended up I here? Yeah. The April was biting the bullet. It was time. It had finally come. And I had another friend go through the same thing. He's actually here now, works up at Grouse Mountain. Uh, so he might be on uh, in the future. Um, but, yeah, it was finally time. And you it's an d- insane feeling when you get that email, isn't it? Yeah. When you actually get approved and you're like, shit, yeah. this is it. It's, it's time. It's, it's happening. Yeah. And then it was... So, yeah, when you've done all that and moved away and said goodbye to everyone, and then you're like, hey, I'm coming back. And So it was one of those moments, too, like coming back from Iceland. And uh, I actually came back in time for Christmas, which was nice. So it was like a surprise. Uh, Dad's birthday was on the 23rd of December. So I like just showed up and I'd already said goodbye in like, early December. So... Uh, It was worth it though, came back, had some great months and then uh, I knew it was all building towards the visa coming out and then yeah April rolled around and got here on the 15th just in time for 4.20 so uh, that was something I'd never seen or experienced before and yeah it's hyper illegal in the UK for those that don't know marijuana weed uh, and coming from that to five days later I'm looking at weed vending machines I'm seeing stools at the side of the road that say weedy wonkers uh, and things like all these so silly just weed just our
1: cartoon time. approach to fucking cannabis in this country, yeah. weedy wonker, so weedy wonker is, there, is there
0: like a golden ticket is there five <laughs> golden tickets that you find in each split Yeah, exactly. yeah yeah. the, uh, exactly. the green ticket just uh, <laughs> yeah. looking yeah the green ticket. <laughs> the green
1: ticket
0: yeah and it, yeah and then seeing cops just uh, leaning on their cop cars while plumes of smoke got behind them so now yeah. that's something we've had six I've had six years see so I've seen six 420s you just kind of avoid that now um, but to just kind of end up in to that avoid it <laughs> who are you uh, yeah. definitely not a true Vancouver right mate <laughs> well yeah. so, uh, you know when it was at the art gallery no, now you it's don't down on the Sunset people,
1: people hear that yeah exactly
0: mm. yeah you gotta you know well it's legal so yeah. it doesn't really matter <laughs> not as naughty anymore is it really no. and that's another thing no but i mean about.
1: they'll send you home for not participating oh uh,
0: okay yeah. well send you back on the ship yeah no i'm just a bit more discreet mate yeah so there you go it's just not going to 420s anymore
1: anyways did you, Keep it
0: did you have accommodation all sorted before you got here or did you sort that out i did yeah i had uh, the uh, hostel on granville street and uh no data, of course, just had my And this is again how technology changed in two thousand six. Again, showing the age. Uh, going to Canada, to Australia, there were no Google Maps then. So come in here, you can at least follow an offline trail of where I was going. So I saw. That uh, there was the hostel. There's a some Granville Skytrain. So my first journey in Vancouver was walking up Granville Street, looking for that neon sign of the hostel. There it was, uh, and checked in. And my bank cards weren't working straight off the bat. So it was classic. like, yeah, yeah classic. Uh, couldn't get money out. Bank cards weren't working. Uh, yeah. c- pretty much couldn't do anything. So uh, had to just like sit in the lobby, call the bank, get it sorted, then go up. So you know, just a little welcome there.
2: Yeah. Apparently, I went, uh, last time I left the country, I went into the bank and I was like, oh, just letting you know I'm going to be using this card outside of the country. And the guy was like, uh, oh, you don't have to tell us anymore. We have security things to do that, like, that defend against that. And then I go out of the country and it doesn't work. (laughs) Yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah. But, uh... You I know, at some stage on this, at some stage on work. this uh, podcast, we will have a big whinge about the banking system in oh, Canada oh because yeah. it's yeah. about fifty years past the rest of the Western yes. world. No. Besides that
1: one little country that sits right below us, they're even um, further behind.
0: Yeah. <laughs> generally mm, yeah, okay. and then the cell phones is another or mobiles is another discussion too and that's a bit more backwards here oh, phone contracts here. and yeah. phone plans okay oh, I'm jotting that down I'm that's gonna have, another one going to have a good whinge we're going to have a whole episode <laughs> where we future just
1: future grievances I'm <laughs> yeah. complaining.
0: that'll be a bonus episode Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Episode. Yeah. yeah that's a side <laughs> but yeah and, and so what's your thoughts Eric when uh, you know we've got all these stories people coming in and you know this is your kind of neck of the woods as it is and you know, people finding their way, so... I mean, a lot of this stuff is always just
1: taken for granted, like, I think that I'm lucky enough to live in a place that I've had a lot of exposure to people moving here without really traveling much myself, so I think that I've always thought it's really cool people experiencing... um, you know stuff like foreign stuff for the first time like you said our exposure to weed here i mean it's always just been so normalized and even when it before it was as uh normalized as it is now it was always something that wasn't a big deal if you had it like dating as far back and i remember i mean i said in the last episode that growing up in my younger years i wasn't exposed to that many people like i i hardly knew anybody who'd moved here from out of the country but as soon as I got to Vancouver I mean I immediately moved in with two German guys who took me out and they met you know a bunch of other international students as well and I was like holy shit this is a phenomenon and a half of you know just people coming from all corners of the world and getting together and I think that I had definitely a more shallow perspective to the rest of the world I didn't leave North America until until
2: 2017. There you go. Yeah. Whoa. uh, Wow. There
1: you go. I'm, uh, by far the least traveled. I've I've done some traveling now. I've got some under my belt, but, uh, you know, I didn't travel the world until I was 24. Mm -hmm. So I think that, uh, being a little more narrow-minded in that international regard, I kind of, uh, Yeah, I I was just tucked away in my own little isolated city, and I think I elaborated on it a bit in the last episode too, but Kelowna, British Columbia, is uh, not the most outward-thinking country in the world. It's (laughs) a country city. I mean,
2: it's a country
1: town. Yeah, yeah. But uh, it's a place where people might go on a two-week vacation every year and say it changes their life. Yeah. And so... But you would have a lot of international ski bums
2: knocking about... In winter, right? Because you've got a lot of, like like... Uh,
1: yeah, but that would require spending time at the ski hill, which I didn't really do too right, much okay, of. okay. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, we, we almost moved to Kelowna, believe it or not, like really? two, two years ago. Yeah, and... We hadn't been, but it just looked amazing. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I, was, I, I was happy with Vancouver, but at, at yeah. the time, girlfriend was going through some issues at work and we weren't sure which path was gonna happen. So we started looking in, you know, Okanagan, just the beautiful, and then we saw Kelowna, and it was like, hey, mountain bike trails lead right into the city and all that. Yeah. So it really had a lot going for it, but then uh, we visited and uh, yeah, I, you know, I'm not gonna sign off Kelowna, but uh, I it, mean it, <laughs> you, as you say, good two week vacation, but moving there yeah. would be a bit,
1: yeah there's just not a lot going on and I mean yeah. it's beautiful for all the reasons you just said I think that I have a little bit of a negative perception on it but sure uh,
0: mm-hmm. well you'll get that from living you know living there
1: but yeah I think everybody
2: has this little negative perception of where they gr- grew up and then yeah. so for, for example when I say I'm from Perth to people people are like oh my god Perth it's such an amazing city and then i'm like well i mean yeah it is pretty beautiful it's got weather but there's not yeah. like you know it's small it's more like a big town in, mm-hmm. in some aspects so you do get you just have such a different yeah. complete perspective of the place that you grow up in
1: and for yeah. all my friends from Kelowna who are going to hear this you're all <laughs> amazing very outward thinking yeah we're not talking about like you the people. Know. definitely and not no. I'm, and we
0: loved it it's just moving there you lose a lot the, yeah, when you're in the travel industry and tourism yeah. industry is yeah it's just not as much it's a lot more limited
1: for the stuff that I like to do yeah. which is you know go to live shows and you know cool interesting bars and things like that and have mm-hmm. a city that's you know constantly evolving whereas Kelowna yeah. I feel like Vancouver is already a city that in a lot of ways sort of takes aspects of other major cities and then Kelowna is in a wave about five years behind all of that, so
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, we we kind of on paper we found that really charming as well. It's like I kind of felt that about Vancouver initially as well. Is that some aspects remind me of like you know the late nineties here. Just I don't know if it's just times catching up there. There's just only certain aspects. Of, did you feel any of that when you got here, Mikey? Like, um, that it's a bit behind. Besides in things we discussed, phone contracts, and, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. banking,
2: which yeah. really gets my go. But no, I haven't really, I haven't really found that um, too much, okay. um,
0: to to be honest.
2: Um, it's it's pretty 2019.
0: I really found, I guess I found things like clothing. Just people tend to wear whatever they want here and don't care, which is great. I, that's what I love. Yeah, Burning yeah,
2: hundred percent. I mean, I I really realised this. I I went back home to Perth for Christmas, mm. and just gone. I ended up staying there for three months, and. Um, I don't dress very conservatively, do you, you know? describe, Do you want to describe your outfit? Um, what, what do you call these? Do you call these dungarees? O- yeah, okay. Well, I'd over- call them
0: overalls. Okay. Yeah.
2: And um, I'm also wearing my sister's old school hat.
0: <laughs> <laughs> nice SMC represent.
2: Yeah. Um, shout out. Uh, that's weird. Um, <laughs> So, you know, I packed my suitcase to go back to Perth with all these clothes that when I walk around Vancouver, it's kind of normal and yeah. everybody wears just whatever the fuck they want. And then you go back to little old Perth and it's like, I open up my suitcase and I remember I went to go out drinking one night and my dad was like, you're not wearing that fucking thing, are <laughs> I? And I'm like, uh, can I not? And he's like, well, if you want to get stared at. And I'm like, all right. So I actually completely changed the way I dressed well, when I was in mm, Perth interesting so um, it uh, it actually is a, a, I mean and then I realised clothing is a huge part of your personality you know yeah. it's the way you express yourself yeah um, and so that is definitely something I appreciate in Vancouver certain parts of Vancouver yes mind yes. you where we are right now in Mount Pleasant um, or East Vancouver definitely other places
0: would it fly um, up, um, up in uh, British properties do you think
2: yeah uh, mean, mate, if they saw it? me walking around, they probably thought I was there to do a bit of painting inside their house or something. The way <laughs> oh,
0: you're here. With yeah. my, with my, oh, you're here. Was, yeah, what time do you call this I was, I was expecting you an hour ago. Get your paint out. Yeah, stupid. Yeah. Take, take your sister's hat off and get to work. <laughs> but, yeah, it, it's amazing how much uh, really comes from our clothing and say it's the same back there. That's what I meant by coming here. There's people wearing, and I just, I loved seeing it because you're just seeing people wearing like, you know, these big old sweaters that look like something I had on in like 1995 or something. And I'm like, cool, you know, bring it mm-hmm. back. But I'm mm-hmm. realizing I'm not going to bring anything back. This is how it is. And, uh, and it's just, yeah, everyone's just living their best lives and all, however, or they just don't give a fuck, which is also beautiful too.
1: Yeah. How would people accept the West Coast dress code in both of your countries so the west coast dress code of like the, the flannel and the hiking boots and uh all you of know like that
2: specifically would be more accepted yeah in perth. it's become a bit more like you call it yeah flannel west or, coast or, or plaid west coast sheet that would be a little bit more accepted um in perth but also i guess completely
0: different climates so that's going to have yeah. something to do with the way you dress anyway I had no flannel as you call it uh, flannel wasn't in my repertoire and then here just yeah again I just was up in the mountains and it just felt right turned and into a lumberjack I full, full lumberjack yeah and, <laughs> it was there for yeah. a while and then yeah go back to England with the with the plaid and I, I do feel not like you know what you're doing with that but it's just like oh that's different can't you know? imagine too many people in canterbury rocking the rocking the flannel they're not no i mean i'm, <laughs> I'm wearing the flannel drinking the coffee and they're just like where's your lager mate and it's, <laughs> just like, yeah, it's just like it's preposterous walking down the street i was the only one walking down the street with a paper coffee cup because here you pick up your you know timmy's or whatever it is uh, other coffee shops are available um and uh, yeah there i just felt very out of place with my coffee my flannel and i was just like again that's when you know you made the right move that you just mm. kind of, you i felt out place there anyway so now when you kind of I'm full-on kind of Canadian it's just over the six years. funny well it it doesn't take long like I felt I felt a
2: stranger in my home city when I went back recently like after being five years here you 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 know it uh it gets in you it gets uh, like all just just little things even little things you say and then you go back home and like even things like here you line up politely for a bus Whereas back home, just a bunch of people stand right next to the stop and just all just ram in the front door. So like do you, literally little you things things like that to that. me little, today? Or oh, my biggest thing, this, I cannot stand this. I don't know if you guys do this, no offence if you do, same with the listeners, but I find this weird. You're getting off the back door of a bus and you yell out thanks to the driver. What's wrong with I- that? You're paying for his service. Like, so they're like, getting paid a good salary for it, and you think they can hear it from the back
1: anyway? It's just some general politeness. Oh, Everybody bro. always okay. comments <laughs> on this shit, and I know good the idea. Canadian reputation for always being hyper polite. But seriously, like, it's just a little bit of common courtesy. Yes, it's goofy as fuck. No, it doesn't mean anything to this driver who's being paid a pretty good wage to do that job, by the way, mm-hmm. bus driving. Very, very respectable, very, good, very good job. I mean, thankless job, but us shouting... Not thank, he, it's not that's, here. That's, that's not a thankless job. That's and, a, and that's not. what I mean. It's not, it's you not know, it, that's what makes
2: it not a Like, honestly, job. have you ever seen it? Ten people get off. Oh, yeah. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank, thank you, thank you.
1: Thanks, have thank you. a good day. Uh, yes. All right, yes. goodbye. Have a good Bye. one. Thank you.
0: Yeah, well, that... <laughs> you have a
1: beautiful family like,
0: <laughs> well it becomes kind of muscle memory a reflex action as you're stepping off yeah. of any vehicle so when I took a Skytrain for the first time there's no drivers for those who don't know these things are from the future it's robotic they're automated and I said thanks they're the first from the time I got the from
1: 1986 oh years. yeah, that, yeah I, I'm pretty sure it
0: was the first driverless train system in North America that's right. in it was America, futuristic though. at one point yeah. but yes Expo 86 is when things kicked off but yeah that, that instinct as I stepped off just said thank you again it's just, <laughs> so I look like a complete dick uh, a little weirdo uh, coming up, and everyone just everyone just staring at me. i was just like, thanks. I can like start
1: to, doing turn that. Control. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. So <laughs> thank yeah.
1: you. Yeah.
0: So uh, yeah, you want to? I'm definitely gonna do yeah. that. that. That was a uh, week one. Uh, so yeah, I vowed <laughs> ne- never to do it again. But yeah, please do it next time That's you're great. at SkyTrain station. That's, That's amazing.
1: Great. Everybody. No, this is just a shout out to the listeners. If you do visit Vancouver, please thank your SkyTrain drivers. Absolutely, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it's the polite
2: thing to do, guys. an yeah. Canadian thing to do.
0: Don't yeah. make it another thankless job guys yeah that's amazing so yeah it's just uh, another part of life out here we're just getting more polite i think as a byproduct and yeah uh, i felt almost too polite back i mean i i'm the guy that does hold the doors open i get stuck holding it for 20 people cheers, cheers. I, I don't know you are you are a bit of a gentleman though i think that's you know. i think that's you though not just your canadian thing but well that's what i mean when i was who i am in england i felt like too polite that's what I mean so the gentleman thing was there and they're like what are you doing mate Like, because I, I know they wouldn't do the same for me but for me it's not about that I want to do it so here I feel like it is reciprocated a bit more of a two way street it does go too far
2: though have you had it where someone's opening a door for you but you're kind of too far away
0: so you're almost going to yeah. start walking fast yeah, or bad. almost run yeah. so they're not waiting uh, as yeah. long yeah and it's the awkward do I just now just drop the door and then they're right at it yeah that was actually in yeah. enthusiasm as well there's an episode yeah. where larry has that moment and she's <laughs> like what? why'd you why'd you shut the door <laughs> yeah so yeah yeah it, it happens it happens uh, but yeah so that was the hostel walking down granville street and similar experience for you did you have a what was a warm welcome to the hostel was it pretty warm welcome man I, I, yeah. th- well, I think i um before we got to the
1: hostel though should we uh oh we're gonna finish, finish
0: jimmy's story okay you is that me? what
1: you want well, to say or well, no, do we want to transition to Mikey's story or do we want oh it's
0: to... only because hostel takeover because we asked about hostels and I thought oh, like, we'll I, I went off the rails later. and then we'll oh, come yeah. back okay. um, yeah. well, oh this whole well, thing's
1: off the rails yeah it's off gone the rails. there, there are no the rails.
0: There's, there's no rails, the rails. Um, how, how, how long was your IEC visa for though was it for one year one year, year. so 2013 now you get a two year permit off the bat then it was one year so I knew I wanted to stay quite soon after getting here so that's when you really got to get that ball rolling so uh yeah you have a year to do it you've got a deadline the, the time's ticking down uh, and then I had to get a second year permit when that one expired which again you're at that computer refreshing the page is crashing anyone that's applied from England or any country that's applied for a Canadian visa you can relate to this you are refreshing that page it will suddenly crash and it's the most stressful thing ever because it's not just oh I missed something online no you're missing the next year of your life or your potential future so it does mean a lot and uh, yeah so you're there I might not be even Got a second year permit, and uh, and there it was. So yeah, you got the. Now you get that two year straight off the bat. Uh, but yeah, sorry, a little distracted. Uh, um, Eric's. Uh, <laughs> I'm just writing stuff away. down. Don't yeah, worry yeah. about it. Oh, you know, I'm. You fuck things up no, uh <laughs> So yeah, the so that was the two year separate year permit there, but. Uh, again don't think because uh, you really pinch. do I mean
2: it, like when when you are on a visa like f- for me when I was on visas every time you like write the date say you're at work and you're writing the date down you're like oh fuck it's June pinch, that's only, it's... only nine months to go until it ends and you're in this state of like you know you're living month to month and you, it's like a you got this inner timer in your head of how long you can stay here and you're like fuck I've got to get this paperwork done and it can be a really unless you've done it, you have no idea how it is to live that way no. and it can be you've just got this extra stress in your body yeah. and I was on a you know look, I've, I have I've recently applied for permanent residency and I left it down to the very last minute because I'm a slack cunt <laughs> but you know, I mean the stress sorry <laughs> <Just> <laughs> my I didn't even realise that I'd said that until I was getting looks from yeah, he lay, he that's my favourite
1: new
0: expression yeah um, like, you're learning all
2: sorts do we yeah. have last episode so I'm uh, guessing we're going to have a little a uh, an E next to our episode for explicit it's explicit um, this one yeah I, I mean it does just add a whole extra layer of anxiety but, and, and as I said once I put my permanent residency in it just all went for the first time in mm. four and a half years Oh, just yeah. no no anxiety and it would almost become normal for me, having this anxiety of this like countdown every time I see the date. And then it just got released. And I'm like, ah. Oh. Well,
0: that's, that's what it feels like to live permanently somewhere. Yeah. That's kind of a good feeling. It's a big deal and you're if you have got the feeling then just sending it away when you're holding your permanent residence. Which I haven't got. I'm i st- I'm still waiting to hear that. I've got to do my medical, but make that, sure I'm not bringing any sketchy diseases. <laughs> but that is when that's the true moment when you're holding that. You're if you've already that's good for you though, because you've already had that. So there's the, the peak then it's gonna get even better because you're gonna be like, here it is, this is valid for five years now. The residency is not going anywhere. Uh, Whereas for me, applying on paper, sending it in the post, the moment I sent it, I was scared they weren't going to get it. Cause again, you're overthinking everything. You're like, mm-hmm. Oh shit. And you're trying to go about your everyday life. I know I just sent it off and you're just, you're thinking it's going to come back in the post box every day. Cause even if you've got a wrong spelling, they'll send it back to you.
2: Yeah. I'm, so, I'm the same. I'll, when I send some, I'm like, Oh, knowing my like, I'll get the dopiest fucking postman that forgets to yeah. put it in the box. <laughs> yeah. <And> again, <laughs> like you just build it up in your head. Don't you? Yeah, because do. it's, it's, it's your life on the line
0: really. I yeah. mean, it's, it's scary. Yeah, absolutely. Because even in everyday, life, if you're not a big, I'm not a worrier as days go days go by. But when it's something of that magnitude, yeah, I was worrying like every day, and then not finding it, and then I got an email saying we have received your application. That was the first step. Uh, but then I had no work permit because you're on implied status, which means your uh, state your permit's expired. You're on implied status because you've applied for PR, uh, and then you keep on going, and until you get a final word that's when you can rest and for me it was just uh, I guess yeah I mean this is we're talking about deeper stories I'm not going to go into anything say I think we've already gone to some places already that uh, we weren't quite prepared for but there's uh, that those kind of feelings of going through that one not knowing as the ball gets rolling here life's getting better and better and better Yeah, the stakes are getting higher everything in England was happening Brexit political stuff again let's not uh, dwell on that Um, (laughs) but things were happening there as things were getting better here so for one day for that rug to be suddenly pulled out for would sure. have been the worst. And sure. yeah, and I mentioned off air last time, guys, we had episode zero. I remember buying my last bag of shopping thinking this is the last toilet roll I'm gonna buy. Like as depressing as that sounds, I honestly mm. had that thought like once this four packs out of there, um then uh, that that's the last uh ass swipe I'll have in uh in Vancouver in uh in this nice uh Terms as that is, but you know what I mean. <laughs> that's, that's a <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah,
0: yeah, but, but yeah, still a, wiping away. I uh, still, yeah, still there, Hopefully. wiping, uh, yeah, triple quilt with me travel quilted jeez yeah. Yeah. not you messing guys it, no one like going you guys, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, <laughs> that, you guys no, must be living a lie no 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 that, that was dollarama here's armor. a travel
1: tip everybody single ply gets you three times the amount of travel time
0: yeah <laughs> times have changed mate I'm not talking <laughs> about then that was dollar armor yeah. all the way yeah. it's, it's, no we're uh, I mean that's using t- kitchen roll when you run out of toilet roll Yeah, and I um, also want Mikey's
1: permanent residency once it comes through to still have a subheading that says full of diseases <laughs>
2: well, well we'll see how we go we'll see how we go well you're full of strep throat at the moment Yes, I You, so, yeah. you want to yeah. talk diseases? <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, yeah. Thanks for sharing that drink last night as well. That was great. Yeah.
0: Good, mate.
2: All right. Um, sharing <laughs> the like, <strippy> over <laughs> Well, luckily, I mean, I mean, for me, like when I came here, it, like Australians at that time got a two-year work visa straight up, so that took a little bit of pressure off because then time. you get at least two years to sort it out. And then because I applied back in 2013, I was on an older system that allowed Australians to apply for a second. Two year work visas. So I actually stayed here for four years on work visas, and I still got to the last day of that to apply for for what I had to. And current um,
1: Aussies don't get that privilege. I, I do they get do two. they get two do years. they get
0: two? Yeah. No, two. but they only get one two year now. I don't think you can get a second two year. Yeah, there I, are I didn't ways think, to do study so. and get another study. Well, permit, yeah, there's so many shit, different
2: yeah. different routes to take
0: or routes to take. <laughs> yeah, they go um, depending routes. on where you're from. Um, yeah absolutely but I wonder if yeah I mean that must that's a different perspective there because if you've got the two years you say I guess you just function when you're here you're like oh I've got you know two times 365 days to get you know live life as you want it you're not on countdown mode Mm -hmm. Uh, when you're yeah it's for me as well we, let's talk about like week three I was at a house party I met some great Irish guys in the, uh, the hostel so all around the campfire we're talking about work permits and our situations you know how long have you got left you know everyone's going around the campfire uh, this one guy when he got asked how long have you got left on your work permit he just went <coughs> got his wallet out and had showed his permanent residency card. So that was the first time I'd seen a permanent residency card. And instantly was like, I've got to get have one of those. Yeah. So I knew there was a process coming up at week three I wasn't I didn't know I had to really be on it. Then I, I started work realizing, hey, you've got to work nine months. So that day after my nine months of eligibility eligibility there we go Um, (laughs) yeah again who said I wouldn't get too drunk Um, yeah so when that comes in uh, it was just like okay there's there's keep the eye on the price I know permanent residency is a thing but there's the card so I think that like kick start there that I mean, it would have happened anyway, but I think that week three was a real turning point, like straight away, because mm. I was like, hey, I know this is uh, an insane place and uh, absolutely loving it, but let's see what I'd have to do. Even if I don't stay, what's the option uh, that I could have? And then, yeah, so PR got kickstarted uh, quite soon in, uh, as opposed to the, the four years. So I guess we've got very different... Um
2: well, also as well, it sounded like it was like a, like this really big dream of yours to mm-hmm. like like moved to British Columbia and Canada whereas for me it was just like very very accidental yeah, and I just like absolutely. almost ended up here mm. and you know so there's that aspect as well whereas it was never something that I was really really
0: looking forward to for ages it just kind of like happened which is cool because it brings us to the same point right now. Again, you can't see this, guys, but we're looking out at another uh, nice Vancouver evening here. so the mountains just yeah, there. Stop bragging about where <laughs> I lived. Yeah, at you should be. Point. You're, you, you love the plugs, like you love. Uh, but yeah, we, I mean, okay, I'll will drag it down a bit. It's, it's like a bit cloudy for me. Yeah. yeah, cloudy. I'm gonna, com- I'm gonna complain cr- a little bit. There's some construction going on. Yeah, like the rain sucks. Look at the high yeah. rises everywhere. Jesus.
1: Little shit, to be honest. Yeah. But, um, yeah.
0: God, why do I move it? That, that chimney looks like it's about to fall over.
2: Anyway, let's stop talking about things that people can't actually say. No, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> the chimney ah. looks like it's going to fall over because that's the oldest registered address in Vancouver. Bullshit. Really? <laughs>
2: yeah. Is it actually oldest what, in bar?
0: Vancouver.
1: Oh, that one down there. Eight and a half. Eight and a
2: half, yeah. <laughs> Again, that's oh, pretty, oh, good, I, I pretty good I know you're bar, actually. now. Yeah, there's a couple of lopsided chimneys.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> anyway, this is this is really good listening. Uh, yeah, and Welcome to Weekly Chimneys. <laughs> and, uh, this is oh,
0: Chimney weekly. Corner. Weekly Chimneys, where we sweep the week's news right <laughs> oh, in with okay. your favorite chimneys. That's yeah, very. Uh, so, all right. So we should we'll
1: probably set up an email address for this podcast. This is a complete side tangent. Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, that will be. By the
1: time this soon. goes live, we're going to have an email address, everybody, that I can. Uh, Plug in maybe at the beginning of the uh, the podcast. A get, a little separate hot, little get a little
2: hotmail going on. I have still got yeah. a hotmail. That that shows my uh, maturity
1: levels. This will be Me a too. this will be a Gmail. Uh, oh, this very, will be a Gmail mature. podcast, everybody. Straight in there,
0: yeah. yeah no, no,
1: no. Y'all want to know my hotmail email address that I don't use anymore?
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: It was uh, Eric's the best at hotmail.com
0: <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> Please, can we have that as our email address? <laughs> <laughs> yeah So Eric. if you've got we any uh, questions it. or concerns, Eric's
1: the best. At <laughs> How
2: old were you when you came up with that? Uh, 13. 23. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's my most recent. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Eric. that's my
1: current email address. Wow. This is my work email. You think
2: very highly of yourself there. Yeah, Eric? When I was
1: 13, long. I did. Mm. Eric's the best. By the time I was 14, I was like. Eric sucks at Aunt Milt. That That's my second <laughs> email
0: that's, uh, address. That's a risky one, you find that in the back of the. Uh, yeah? <laughs> 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 Eric sucks <so>. at. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's still using that one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You would have been
2: a bit too young to ever have MSN chat though, hey? I had MSN. Uh, did you? Oh, MSN, oh yeah, MSN, that, okay. that was
1: my MSN email address. Mm, that's
2: because BC is so far behind the rest of the world. Yeah, yeah, you got that in. MSN didn't come until 2010. Yeah, I got that in yeah, there in, uh, in 10. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, it was probably 2006, 2007 I got MSN though What a funny
2: thing though It's like you're at school Talking to your mates all day Then you rush home To yeah, get on MSN To talk to the same people oh, yeah. You've been Absolutely. talking to For the yeah. last 8 hours And
1: then the one girl You have a crush on Comes online and
0: <laughs> Yeah She's got the love hearts Either side of the name The yeah, oh, overclothes oh, yeah, yeah. yeah It makes you, it makes you have The dopamine rush Is coming oh. in When there's like Hey how are you? <laughs> (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. How's it going? And it's the diddle little MSN, and then 20 years later, you're still on Tinder saying,
2: "Hey, how are you? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, How's it going? How's 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 your night?" I guess things haven't moved on that much at all, really. really. When you when you make that comparison between your crush coming on MSN and talking to a girl on Tinder, pretty pretty similar. I guess you're probably after different things when you're on.
0: Yeah, we
1: yeah, was, we're, yeah. All, were all after the same <laughs> oh,
0: thing. Yeah, it was. We were all after touching. I know. I was a light developer. <laughs> yeah, you know. Well, it depends. How old were you when MSN was around? When was that? Well, when you got it.
1: When I got it was behind everybody else too because my family just didn't have a updated computer to the point that I could have it.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, so, wow. so did you have dial up at the time, or are we going a bit update
1: Mate, Windows, Windows.
2: fucking
0: Windows. DOS would probably support yeah, yeah, MSN. Yeah.
1: How old was his computer
0: you were running? Windows
1: SE. We had a pretty old computer. It wasn't even on dial-up. It just was a shitty, like, one of those mid-generation, it was like a Windows Millennium kind of computer and Mm. was the worst piece of shit you could have possibly imagined. For the shovelware and just
0: take ages to load up. Just whatever
1: garbage, the fucking... (laughs) microsoft office clip art uh or yeah, the uh the clip, the
0: clip paper clip
1: yeah the clippy paper clip that's, that's what it, it was yeah, oh i hated that
2: little cunt yeah. <laughs> oh, he was
1: so arrogant wasn't he Such thinking he knew everything yeah he's mm-hmm.
0: never gonna be a guest on this podcast no, just so i don't know you fine. got a paper clip over there you? But throw it out <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's watching you but yeah that's it as you say not times haven't changed and you'd have <laughs> that end of the day as like you want to mess in tonight so yeah. yeah, just, yeah. So, so, so you, see you there. All right, so, let's hang out. Yeah, we'll, I'll, I'll be there.
2: <laughs> yeah, and I, you know, you'd pull, like, a, well, my place anyway, you pull the phone line out to put the mm. internet line in, and so I'm just chatting away to my mates, and then the rest of the family isn't getting any phone calls or anything Ooh, like who's that. Who's on the yeah. computer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. get <laughs> up, I'm <laughs> expecting a call.
0: Yeah. Not my brother, like, my,
2: my
1: ghetto's trying to call me.
0: <laughs> I'm talking to my crush right. here, brother. <laughs> so, this is big, big news. But, yeah. She's got...
1: Three love
0: hearts. Fuck (laughs) off. And then you just change your status to busy. And you're like... Yeah, yeah, that that was uh, 01 for me. That was uh, 14 years old at that point. So, uh, yeah, and that was
2: it. You know how things come back? Mm -hmm. Eric, you would know this. You love all this shit. Like record players, Polaroid (laughs) cameras. Do you think MSN will come back and become like a cool
0: hit thing? It just won't have that... That appeal anymore? I think I it think might.
1: It, this is how you, you can contact the uh, living Abroadcast broadcast people. Actually, is through MSN. MSN. Messenger. We're bringing yeah. it back. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But you know, like, what? Aren't Nintendo bringing
0: back old school consoles with old school games? Well, that's that's nostalgia talking. So it, they might. No, we're shit. talking about MSN in a pretty nostalgic, it's nostalgic way. It's nostalgia. But are you going to sit there and get any benefit out of that that you would? texting because that's then it was because there wasn't much of that going around so it was like MSN was like this big thing instant messaging I remember there was yeah. AOL instant messenger and there was MSN yeah.
1: the concept of instant messaging hasn't gone away just the platform in which you do so I can message I anybody. guess what's
0: nostalgic is the look I'm imagining sure. that look yeah. like yes.
1: if WhatsApp
2: changed their they the f- took to their template to make oh. it look like MSN I'd be like
1: oh yeah oh yeah no for so sure the We're first company f- that, that can it. add a template that turns it into MSN and adds the sound effects and things like that yeah, oh, be awesome. we shouldn't be talking about this and in make a public dollars. we should be oh, off doing this ourselves sequence, uh, and making it for Facebook yeah buying <laughs> a
2: better <laughs> microphone with all that money
0: <laughs> yeah well yeah it, it does have that nostalgia yeah I can just you can just hear the alert sound there I mean it's it's there but yeah Nintendo it's, uh, it's the Christmas morning opening up but unless you're on MSN on Christmas morning I'm like yeah, piss off mum and dad I'm, uh, I'm busy like, uh, my first girlfriend ended up dating her for 6 years
2: kind of a bit of a reason why I came I asked her out on MSN on MSN how embarrassing oh. is
0: that <laughs> I'm, I'm still embarrassed 13 years later wow I haven't gotten over that would it have been embarrassing at the wedding? Just like, uh, so, uh, yeah, we've got, mm. I know, yeah, it? I didn't work out, so the, and then I but ran away to isn't, the other side isn't the a, <laughs> But isn't that, that's a show of how times have changed, because now, yeah, that was embarrassing for you, asking a girl out for the first time. I guess they have then, a lot of time on Tinder, doesn't it? These I? days, yeah, people yeah, do it me for the first time on the internet now, so nothing's changed, and that's what I was thinking of the nostalgia. No. We love the format and the template and the sounds, but the function is the same as uh, what we have, yeah. Where is that whereas
1: what you were saying with the Nintendo consoles is there's still nothing quite like those old school controllers something that you can just plug into a TV and play those games with the same graphics that yeah. you used to way back then yeah, like the when
0: music mate, the... when I went
2: home for Christmas like yeah. I got the old school Sega out straight away and it was just so oh. good
1: oh, Mikey was like, a Sega kid
2: no, yeah! it no, was no, the no. only console no, we no. ever had me and my brother
0: we had a Sega. Yo, yeah. how do you guys say it? Sega. Sega, Sega I'd say. Sega. 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 <laughs> oh, I thought it was, it was great. Song. You know? Sega. Well, Eric, you you looked straight to me and uh, and you know mentioned Eric, uh, his uh, Mikey's Sega there, but I'm gonna make a confession. I was a Sega kid. You were? Uh, yeah, uh, I'm a Nintendo. Oh, I'm sorry
2: like, to hear that. Well, it, well, thing, but, but Sega was before Nintendo, so they're not like they were really competing in well, any way. You can't be one or the others. App, well, oranges and apples. They, they this were a, competitors,
0: actually. Uh, yeah. yeah, and this yeah. is opening okay. up the geek corner here. This is <laughs> me there because 1985, Okay, <laughs> I, Yeah, I, I, uh, I, well, I this am. This is a travel podcast, you everybody. Yeah, you, yeah, know we, you know, we get this? You never we get on this? But yeah, so I had the, yeah. Did you ever was it Genesis or do you call it the Mega Drive? Oh, fuck knows. What okay, it was. I don't know, but were cartridges. You had of, to blow on it all the yeah, time yeah. to get the dust off. Yeah. It was actually a pain in the dick, if I'm to be honest. So, <laughs> yeah, great yeah. memories. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah. And, and Nintendo was kind of the the next door neighbor. Kid had it, and I always liked it more. So it was like you know, playing Sonic was great, but playing Mario was a bit more bit more strategy a bit more secrets involved and stuff like that so again this is the living of broadcast not uh, retro corner so uh, let's uh, what have we got next what not we, the up? me
1: having fond memories playing Nintendo at home as a little kid anyways
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah we have um, a fond Sonic, uh, say, Seager, should, uh, we say
1: yeah I, I, I think I have more in-depth nostalgic memories of doing a, any of this than I do with uh, travel as, as a youngster but uh, that's Mikey funny. that's,
2: that's another, another episode yes
1: Eric how the fuck did you get here?
2: Oh, great story. <laughs> no, not really. Um, it's okay. It's an okay story. But it actually goes back, probably in in a lot of ways, to that girl I was uh, I was dating for six years. So from the age of what eighteen to twenty four, big part of my life. You know, first girlfriend. I didn't know anything different as an as an adult. Um, and uh, we broke up. In what was it like September ish two thousand thirteen. And, uh, yeah, it kind of got a little bit lost, you know, when you get so used to and so reliant on having someone there and suddenly you're out by yourself I, and i just graduated and I'd started this job. Actually, I'd been in the job for a while and it was like, it was in the general field I wanted to be in. So I studied environmental biology. It was an environmental consulting company. But uh, it wasn't really what I wanted to do. Like, we were literally just... Spraying herbicide <laughs> all day, and now I'm reading articles saying that that herbicide I was spraying was super dangerous. <laughs> um, but to uh, you
1: or the environment? Um, both, yep. Yeah, Were <laughs> both. You wearing ample protection. Mate, like? we
2: used to spray, we would spray like a thousand litres of uh, glyphosate a day. That's Roundup, which is now banned in BC.
1: You
2: know, that's right. what they're saying. is all in uh, Beyond Burgers. Ooh. Okay, let's not talk about that. Well, scaring me. maybe it well, wasn't food poisoning. No, I'm, I'm not joking, though. Mm. Okay, but this is for fun. another time.
0: This is for yeah. off air. Okay. Um, You've thrown me here, Eric. <laughs> I'm
2: sorry. You know I love a Beyond Burger. I know you do.
0: Um, mm. I do,
2: too. When well, <laughs> I got food
0: poisoning last time I had one, or was it pesticide sickness, you know? Well, it's probably because you had 10 beers with it. Probably, <laughs> yeah.
2: Um... <laughs> No, we, well, we used to add, like, this red dye so you knew where you had sprayed. So the only protective gear we wore was, like, rubber gloves to keep the red dye off. Nothing else. But we would spray even more dangerous chemicals called (laughs) Quislifop. Hilarious name. Gotcha. Um, They now say that it causes um, males to be sterile. Uh, (laughs) But they used to give us, like, these fancy carbon masks. We would wear, like, an all-in-one suit, kind of like we were from Breaking Bad, And um, they would say that that would, like, combat the chemical getting into your body. But I knew it was bullshit because it had, like, a really potent smell. And then I would go home after work and I would drop a fart (laughs) and my fart would smell of the chemical. Oh, no. And I'm like, well, clearly it's getting into my body. So...
0: I'm or, was, or was it? The, yeah. Well, I guess you came out. You change your clothes and everything, so it's not like you were farting through the clothes. Oh, but. mate! I'd be in the shower,
2: let one rip, and it would just oh, reek was, of this a, chemical. Like exposed. I was literally crop dusting. You know like, <laughs> Holy
0: shit You're killing like <laughs> spiders in your bathroom
2: I'm, walk, I'm walking through the living room And all mum's plants in the living room Are just <laughs> drooping over and turning brown oh As I walk past um, So anyway I wanted to get out of this job I'd just broken up So I'm like fuck it I'm going to move to London As I mentioned on the uh, last podcast And I chose that Because the old man's British I got an English passport Don't have to bother getting a visa Can just go in Because as I said I'm Slack Didn't want to have to deal with that Had a bit of extra money saved up, though, and thought I'd do some traveling. I'd already done Europe before that on, like, a big Europe trip. And, uh, yeah, heard good things about Canada. My brother had lived here before, out in uh, Golden, which is also in British Columbia. And so, yeah, decided to come to to Canada. I figured I'd spend maybe a couple of months at most traveling through on the way to London. First stop was Vancouver, and... uh, yeah, here I am five years later. There we go. And, um, full of uh, fop. I mean, years. yeah, full of fop. Well, <laughs> gee, shit, I hope that doesn't um, come up on my medical. Yeah, did you just fart? <laughs> just got to make sure I don't fight in yeah. my medical exam. Yeah, you're
1: kidding. Yeah. <laughs> and then you Quis- should be right. I'm not saying that be is- Fogit, but I am saying that three flies just dropped yeah. out of the air suddenly in yeah. this room. Especially <laughs> considering, like, all herbicides
2: are now banned in British Columbia as well. And in one of your favourite places. Um... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a side note. Um, And so, yeah, came, came to Vancouver. I mean, I was supposed to be here for just a you know, couple of weeks kind of thing, do a bit of snowboarding. Um, really fell in love with that and uh, got on this relatively new app at the time that we were just speaking about, Tinder, when mm-hmm. I was here. And um, I was talking to this girl and we went on a few dates and we ended up like hanging out a fair bit and... You know, one month Go went on. to two and then three, and then I ended up staying with her for a while. And then I was getting towards the end of when I could legally stay in Canada without a visa, and I wasn't working any of this time. So I'm just like shelling out money like like no one's business. And I already had a holiday in Europe planned with my best mate from Perth. He was going to meet me in London, and we were going to do a Kentucky tour, which is a big pre planned party holiday for yeah. people in their 20s okay. you just go on a bus and you go around Europe but we were doing um, a more civilised one around Scandinavia and Russia you could say <sighs> um, and so I had to leave for that and you know it was coming up to leaving and you know we, we had a discussion and you know she, she brought it up this girl I was seeing she was like you know you should come back and, and live here you know like I was like yeah I definitely want to do that I'll get a visa um, so as soon as I got to London I I I get a visa, and it's super stressful. Like I'm staying in a hostel in the middle of London. I don't have a computer, so I have to go down to an internet cafe in two thousand and fourteen, which I couldn't believe still existed. And um, fuck, I was I was so I was so anxious and stressed at the time. I did the dumbest thing. So I remember I was like applying for a like a police clearance so you you have to provide all this to get your visas to come to canada obviously so i was applying for an australian um police clearance so i had to provide like proof of id so i had to scan my passport my driver's license and then some other id with my name on so my credit card i'm in this internet cafe and there's no scanner so i got to the front desk just like shady looking bloke I'm like just the typical bloke that would be running an internet cafe picture him. in 2014 you know exactly yeah what I'm seeing right and um, I go mate do you have a do you have a scanner here he goes oh yeah I've got a scanner it's, it's behind my desk I go oh, okay he goes yeah I'll scan it I'll upload it to, the file to my computer and then I'll email it to you I'm like mate perfect and I'm in such a panic I'm like just super anxious about getting this visa you know once you get it into your head that you want to get this then it becomes, like, you know, your whole world kind of thing. And so I'm like, hey, yeah, fuck it, let's do it. So I gave him all this. I scan it. And then um, I put through my application and I get home back or back to the hostel. And I'm like, shit, I've just given this guy my passport, my driver's licence with my address on, and my credit card numbers and expiry dates and security codes so i ring my bank back in australia and they're like uh yep we're gonna have to cancel them cards so i didn't have any money in london for like 48 hours so you know as you said when you didn't have money when you came to vancouver yeah bloody stressful Mm -hmm. um but uh you know they said it would it, you know they say it could take like three months to hear back and you know as you said you go into a pool with a certain number of people they only give a certain number of visas yeah. I was lucky enough to hear back in five days you know pretty pretty bloody lucky so I, you know I message this girl and I tell her you know I've got the visa like I've, I've bought flights back to Vancouver we're all, we're all set to go and she's like that's amazing can't wait for you to come back start the Kentiki tour we're in Norway wake up one morning to an email and it's from this girl. I'm like, that's strange. We don't usually email each other. This is new. It's usually. MSN I wonder, wonder
1: what it is. Yeah. Usually an MSN. Yeah. Usually yeah.
2: an MSN. Absolutely. How love her. And um and uh, open up the email and straight away I see it's it's long and I'm like, okay, this this can't be good. good no enough. no no long email is ever good. There's no such thing as a good long email. Always bad. So I read it. Sure enough, she's breaking up with me over email like Slow. Slow. a week after she was super excited for me to come back I'm like well fuck I just spent all that money on a visa flights back to Vancouver what do I do? So I obviously went mental in <laughs> Europe racked up yeah. 15G on the credit card had a <laughs> had a bloody good time and at the end of it I thought you know what fuck it I'll go back to Vancouver seemed alright uh, went back and um, just just was super fortunate to really fall on my feet when I got here. Got a couple of good jobs at the time. Moved into a big share house with nine other people in my same situation, being a traveler. Had an absolute blast, and that really set the tone. So
1: so let's talk about that share super house. Super
2: fortunate.
1: That, yeah, the famous Shaughnessy house that I talk about a lot. But you haven't talked about it on this podcast <coughs> no, yet? No, 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 no. And uh, I think the share house situation, I mean... Beyond your specific situation, is a pretty common experience that people go through in Vancouver. I Absolutely. talk about constantly. People have a "let's make it work" attitude in this city. Yeah, that uh, they make work in all kinds of situations.
2: Well, I mean, we were living in this as I said. Shaughnessy is a neighborhood just south of downtown here in Vancouver, and it's. I think it's ra- ranked in, like, the top 10 most expensive neighbourhoods in the whole of Canada, I'm pretty sure. I like, mean more so. like Yeah, top Northern five, America top four. Yeah, like, beautiful old heritage homes on huge properties. But, you know, this is, like, the most run-down, decrepit old house. It's the old saying, you know, worst house on the best block. And there's 10 of us living there. We're all in our 20s. We're all either from, like, England, Ireland, Australia or New Zealand. <laughs> And um, so it's just an absolute party house. So every Um, single one of these people is
1: going to be a guest on our podcast.
2: A lot, a lot have moved since then. Probably half have stayed. One of them is now my is still my housemate. Um, But they all have incredible stories. I'd love to get them all on. Uh, But it's it's certainly a pretty typical thing for young new people living or moving to Vancouver to go through is the older share house experience. But, I mean, it's, it's unreal because yeah. you move here and for me, suddenly I had nine friends and then I met all of their friends and suddenly you got a group of like 30, 40 people, you know, and you've only yeah. been here for like a month and
0: um, it's, it's, it's pretty incredible. It's an important part of the initial journey. It's, yeah. uh, it's that real kind of starting launch pad. And then I, remember, like, okay. I remember for the
2: first year, I didn't meet a single person. It was from Vancouver. All yeah. my friends weren't from Vancouver. And I mean, granted, five years later, I'll probably know about five people who are actually from Vancouver. The old saying, <laughs> everybody... No one in Vancouver is from Vancouver. Um, but certainly the old share house situation is a great way to to, to have kickstart that. And yeah. And put, I think that, put your trajectory...
1: That kind of speaks volumes of what's inspired this podcast too. Yeah, 100%. In a lot of ways. like That... There's got to be an abnormality in a lot of cities of people living in crazy, ridiculous situations en masse just to make it work in a city. Absolutely. Yeah, 100%. Like, yeah. it's yeah, Despite I mean, locals in, I mean, that's a large-scale problem yeah. amongst the world. <laughs> I mean, t- It's yeah. people just making it work in crazy living situations.
2: Yeah, I mean, the turnover rate in that house, like I said, I moved in with nine other people, but there were probably maybe 16 to 17 people. I lived with over that span of, of of two years, um, and even now you see places for rent that are like it's the walk-in wardrobe of a master bedroom, and they're renting it out as a bedroom. And you know you, t- you 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 make these kind of sacrifices to live here, and you know we might whinge and complain about some things here, but we still elect to
0: to to do it, so that mm. um, speaks volumes for. For the place that it is, yeah, people are pay that. As you say, it's a it's a walk-in wardrobe, and it's yeah. a single bed in there. There's no space in front of the bed. There's no space behind it. There's a little area where you walk into the room. Yeah. That's it. And they'll pay yeah 900, 950 a month for that
2: place. Yeah. But not no, not, it's not for everybody. Not, not 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 everybody can can do it. That's for sure. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I don't know if it's something you you get through your genetics or it's it's something you learn. Like you said. James you had one parent that embraced that travelling lifestyle one that didn't as much for me it was both my parents they had both done it Great. my older brother and sister had done it so I thought it got instilled that way um, kind of thing but uh, yeah and then as I said you know so lucky to have been able to stay here for four years on working holiday visas yeah. and now just fingers crossed the old uh, um, permanent residency uh, comes through there
0: well, there'll be a special podcast to commemorate that. You, you uh, can be sure of that. So yeah. when you get your residency, 100%. there'll be that'll be get a yeah. card. Oh yeah, it's a, it's a great okay. feeling. And then Excellent. in the next few months, I'll be applying for citizenship too. So that means there'll be a Canadian passport in one pocket, English in the next, and then uh, yeah, there we go. So we're all moving on this trajectory, and then Except Eric, for Eric, yeah, Eric, uh, yeah. Don't know how bloody good you got it. Is there
2: any way you would like to live abroad other than... Well, thank (laughs) you.
1: Well, I think um, Australia is definitely on the list of places I'd like to live. I mean, I think that... I don't know the statistics on the whole thing, but uh, it seems like there's a whole lot of Canadians who like to take advantage of the work visas and go live in Australia. Um, Melbourne... I mean, not the most creative answer, but it certainly seems like a city that appealed to me because of how uh, how much I like Vancouver. Heatstriders is. is that what you're going to yeah. say? Mm-hmm. Because <laughs> of
0: uh, <I> <laughs> well, you're saying it's a common answer too, but it's it's a it's a good answer. Like if you're there, you, it would yeah. jump out at you for sure. And that's someone who's driven around in a van for, for thirteen months. Yeah, album was special.
1: But I've always had a weird approach to travel too, in that I've never, ever been the kind of person who has a place in mind that I want to travel every time that I have traveled. So the first time to Southeast Asia in 2017, this past winter I went to Belize and Honduras, it's always been more a matter of opportunity. Um, something has jumped out at me that's been like, oh, hey, why don't you travel here? Why don't you travel there? A really good deal on some travel to South, or, uh, Southeast Asia brought me over there. A friend wanting to go to Central America brought me there. And so I've never really desired anywhere to travel. Um, It's always just sort of been like, where are you going? Cool. I'll go away. Um, And that place might be Europe this year. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, In terms of living abroad, the only place I've ever actually thought of living long-term, though, has ever been Australia. Again, uh, just because I know of the ease of getting a work visa to do it... um, Speak the same language. Yeah. Speak the same language. Similar money. Something like that. Nature. That's what I
2: always say. People always ask me, why do so many Australians move to Canada? I think this I said... The back and forth is so fucking easy. Right? I, I, I think I said there's, what, seven to 10,000 Australians coming to Canada every day? Every year. T- <laughs> nearly. Every <Yeah. laughs> year. And I think it's a sense that it's different enough that it's exciting, but similar enough that you feel comfortable. Yeah. Same yeah. language, money, all that kind of stuff. So it's that perfect... Um,
0: perfect mix yeah and, and we could have that foresight hey we want to come to Vancouver, we want to see how it is um, but something really that you can't put your finger on until you're here walking down the street and that was that yeah it was like that feeling of somewhere deep down like I've come back home and that, that's just how it felt for me and uh, my grandfather he actually had an opportunity when he was younger to move to Canada and uh, he hit well my nan didn't want to go so my dad always actually said that it's like yeah we could have all been Canadian and it's like it's funny I didn't even know that till I've moved to Canada so it's like this weird kind of maybe deep down somewhere that we've come full circle because for me it does feel like home and that's why I understand you not wanting to move anywhere Eric because me and Mikey have come out here and this is uh, this is the place to be and I, I can understand why maybe you don't have an instant answer of hey where do you want to move to because you've got it you've got
1: it right here maybe it's a little bit of Canadian privilege shining through
0: yeah yeah
2: well it's yeah. so funny you say that though about that because my granddad who I actually never met my, my dad on my dad's my dad's dad he was, he, um, he was in the British Army, and yeah. he was, he trained horses. Like back then, they would, they still had horses in the infantry and stuff like that, and yeah. he would train them, and he was incredible with them. And he actually applied to the RCMP to be like a proper Mountie really? in Canada, and he got accepted, but then didn't end up going. So right. there you go.
1: I could have been fucking well, born here as well. Well, there maybe. you go, maybe we're easy.
0: three Canadian spirits right here. <laughs> in yeah. Abroad. Yeah. It's
1: yeah. And, and maybe, like, now that I've had a second to think about it too, the answer doesn't come to me right away too, again, because, like, you guys have shared pretty lengthy stories about how you've both gotten to Vancouver, and maybe now that I'm here, I'm not uh, not too keen to leave this seems to play to be the place that a lot of people from around the world want to be. It's it's and it's
2: not a coincidence, mate. It's I definitely not a coincidence.
1: The sure. one one of few cities across the entire planet.
0: Yeah.
1: that are like that. Yeah. Oh, I would li- well, I would like to actually get a hold of the stats
2: as to mm-hmm. like the most multicultural cities in the world or something like that
1: but Vancouver's got to be out there yeah absolutely I'm sure that'll be researched over the
0: course of this at some point we've got the stat man right here As you know just emailed by about
1: 100 episodes or so I'm sure we'll (laughs) have that answer for us yeah we'll actually
0: do some some your yeah. homework and yeah. research And players. of course, that goes for you out there listening. If you've got any stats you'd like to send the show, ericsucks at gmail.com <laughs> uh, as a, a hotmail. Yeah. <laughs> and then we'll, uh, we'll get that
1: We'll have a real email by, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: by the time this goes up. We will, yeah, yeah. We, uh, <laughs> but yeah, that well, that's quite a nice way to kind of maybe wind things down is that, is, uh, you know, of how we got here a little more and yeah. how Eric's feeling and your place here. Absolutely. No, I hope
1: we've done a better idea at showing you what we want to get across because obviously you've heard these guys lengthy stories and this is this is the ultimate goal of the podcast is to share these stories, hopefully relatable yeah, hopefully relatable yeah. stories with everyone. I, I guess
2: mean, we were used as an example just then, kind of little yeah. guinea pigs as to what um,
1: future episodes might exactly. hold so if get... you liked hearing these two <laughs> run in their wheel then uh, <laughs> that's what you can expect Good. in the future okay well. alright, but uh, we also wanted to get into a couple segments that we had planned. We kind of went over a bunch of segments. We had mine, but we thought we'd put them to the test in this episode. So we'd like to go straight into the next segment, which is going to be Hostel Takeover.
2: Yeah, and this one is um, our interesting or funny or shitty stories about staying in a hostel. And we've all got them, and I'm pretty sure anybody listening right now we yeah. have, probably have uh, some story to do with it, and uh, as we said, this isn't just going to be about a living abroad podcast, but also about a little bit about traveling as well. So who wants yeah. to who wants to kick things off? Who's who's got, a got good one, one that jumps? On. Eric, all got go. Oh yeah. So that's, that's I was in Cambodia. Yeah, in, uh, it already sounds good. Yeah. <laughs>
1: 2017.
2: <laughs> it's, 2017. <laughs>
1: it's it's a pretty short short one, but uh, definitely shouts out to a hostel that's uh, that their name escapes me in. Siem Reap uh, Cambodia
0: Well well, I was going to ask Are we omitting names Are we So that's quite handy That this one escapes you So are we going to Are we just going to say A hostel in Or are we Because I can't remember A single hostel anyway So If it's worth
1: shouting out Shout
0: it out That's a good point Well it is a bad story This
1: hostel I kind of wish I could share the name Because At this particular one um, It was a rare hostel Is a hostel Having a pool A rarity um, They're out there yeah, in Asia.
2: There's a, there's a few. I guess maybe in warmer climates, probably. Yeah. Like, I know in Australia.
0: Usually a sheep, it's pretty It, be it wasn't a
1: particularly nice hostel, but they had a pool.
0: Mm-hmm, the pool
1: mm-hmm. was really weird because it was eight feet deep with no shallow end. So it's just an <laughs> Yeah.
2: And for those of you listening, Eric is not eight feet
1: tall. No, no. no. <laughs> no <they didn't laughs> specify that. No, it's, uh, this helped, though, because the hostel... And Thank God he used to be a lifeguard. Yeah. That must have
2: come in handy. <laughs> yeah.
1: As most do, though, had windows. And one particular window of this hostel sat right above the pool. It was kind of an atrium-shaped hostel mm-hmm. with the pool out front. And one of the windows to one of the rooms, I, I swear that they probably didn't even rent it out to people because all anybody did was leave the door opened all day long so people could jump out the window into the pool no oh, yeah. way yeah. How, how many oh, floors
0: how many? Yeah. How high are we talking What? how many stories
1: there are two windows below it yeah. so okay. it, it was story, probably a good, something like that yeah third story probably a 10 foot jump
2: or more mm, can't imagine their insurance policy would cover that as well so
1: I don't know risky by the hostel if people were yelling <laughs> travel insurance <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> plunged God. yeah Oh, God. Jesus. Did you uh, Did you partake in Cannonball? Absolutely. Yeah, of course. Why got wouldn't been, you? Kind of, kind a few a beers it's in. to be done, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, eight feet came in pretty handy, didn't it?
1: Yeah, that was out, also Charlotte. the same day I went to Angkor Wat. Have either of you been to Cambodia?
0: Negative. I've been very briefly. Would love to go back again. But yeah, I was there in uh, 2007. It's Sorry. one of the ancient wonders of the world, isn't it? It's An- got Angkor one of them.
1: Yeah, Angkor Wat.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: And... Um, yeah they uh the the c m reap is the city that that's in, okay, but you gotta wake up at sunset to see it for real, like as the sun rises over it, it hits it, silhouettes it, it's beautiful, so you're up at like four thirty a m at least that day to go mm-hmm. see it at sunset, and it was that night, and you're just knocked out by the end of the day. it's hot, we saw temples all day blah blah blah, and yeah, I went to bed at like. 7 p.m. something lame like that, yeah. and they made me do a tequila shot and jump out the window to wake myself up, and get myself going for a. That's how I like to for get night myself in the going town. as well. No, honestly, yeah. like it's pretty normal. I do, that every, normal I I do like, that every morning. To yeah. That's
2: right, just right before work. Part of the routine. Yeah. <laughs> tequila <laughs> yeah. shot and then jump out the window. Yeah. God. Well, well, I got one that um, I'm going to start um off this. Um, I guess we'll do this intermittently throughout the series of podcasts. Yeah. But uh, the one I want to start with is in BC. And uh, I was traveling through the Rocky Mountains back in 2014 on a bit of snowboarding, a bit of a snowboarding trip by myself. So I had my big backpack on and my huge snowboard bag. And I guess I was a bit of a tired ass because I didn't buy one of the bags with wheels. It was one of the ones oh, you yeah. actually had to carry. Yeah. Rookie error. Straight Massive. up, straight up. But, um, and I was getting the Greyhound and like through the Rockies. And they're like the stations. If, if the Greyhound station is in a huge city, it's always in the shittiest part of the city. Or if it's in a small, like, Canadian town, the station will just be at, like, a gas station on the main highway. Yeah. So it's not even in the town. Some bad ones. So I got this Greyhound to a s- town called Golden, which is in British Columbia, and it's, the, 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 the ski mountain there is called Kicking Horse. And uh, I got dropped off at a husky gas station... On the highway, like I was still miles from the town, and I, you know, my phone isn't working. I had to go into a little store and order a cab and I got the cab down to the hostel and I was just I was so tired of lugging all this stuff around, I was exhausted. Get to the hostel, go to open the front door, it's locked. It's like midday and the hostel is locked, there's like nobody in there. I'm like, what the I just want to like get into bed, have a lie down. And um, I noticed a sign on the door, and it said, oh, if, uh, if you can't get in, that's because we're not here. Give us a call on this mobile number. And I'm like, oh, not very fucking professional, is it? <laughs> Whatever. And uh, I didn't know what I was expecting because Golden is tiny. Um, I was surprised there was even a hostel there, to be honest. Um, so I call this number, and um, this guy answers. I'm like, hey, um, my name's Mikey. I'm supposed to be checking in right now, but the hostel is locked. And, mate, honestly, like, the most Canadian accent answers me back. He's like, oh, hey, bud, how are you going, Like, <laughs> Okay, that's going to be the last oh, nice so time I do a Canadian I mean, accent on the perfect. podcast. He, he
0: was an islander, yeah.
2: He's like, oh, you know, sorry, man, but, uh, you know, we got 30 centimetres last night and we all just decided to go snowboarding, like, I bought all, everybody from the hostel up to the mountain. He's like, you should come up, man. Come up with us. Have a, Have a board. And I go... Oh, I'm a bit of a novice. I've only just learned. I've only just seen snow for the first time, really. I'm like a bit of a beginner. I kind of just want to get into the hostel. And he's like, no, nah, man, come up, come up. I'll come back on, and drive you. And, like, the mountain is, like, five kilometers away. Like, it's still a decent drive. He would have had to stop his day, of, you know. And he was so adamant that i go and join him. He's, like, the owner of the hostel. And I'm like, mate, I, I, I really can't. So I ended up going to a bar, having a couple of drinks. But that, that was one of my... First introduction to like Canadian hospitality like which was so classic because I rocked up then I was like oh this is really shit that they're not open but the reason they're not open is because they got a massive dump and they want to go snowboarding (laughs) and they just wanted to be best mates with me and embrace me and they want me to have a good time so I was really pissed off at first and then it turned into like yeah I I felt really embraced to to that point I, I spent three really good nights there so, I, I tell you what, I've got a lot of negative hostile <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> stories like my mind to, don't uh, that, that we'll talk about in future episodes, but that's a good little British Columbia related one to, uh, to get us started. I've
1: actually got a negative hostile story about the same one from the, the same hostel
2: same back yeah same the jump out the window hostel oh, oh your yeah, cambodian golden, one you can, do you want to save it or do you yeah, want to get it, off save your it, save it, save save. it okay i'll look forward to that, I'll well, put that in the notes yeah. right now.
0: well that's the beauty of it we've been at these hostels not one good story will happen it'll be many 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 so that's for any hostel you can think of um think about the moment you check in there's so much that goes on during that time uh that'll bring me nicely into uh tasmania 2006. Where's that? Where's Tasmania? Ah, you know, some uh, some rock, you know, I brought it up last episode. Uh, it's, a, it's a smaller rock it's next, even next smaller to the main good yes, rock. Yes, exactly. <laughs> next to the, so yeah, it's a worse rock next to the other one. And uh, so this is, uh, we're going down on Tassie. So in Hobart, more specifically. Um, and this place, uh, yeah, really great, beautiful spot. Loads of hikes. Those are great, great times ahead. Um, so we checked in there to this little hostel. I say we, it was just me at that point, just uh, traveling solo. And I wrangled myself a little night manager position because it was for, you know, what they call waffing or working for accommodation at the time. Mm -hmm. So, uh, hey, you want to be a night manager, you just have to basically make sure no one comes into the kitchen at night and takes alcohol because it's been happening. So there was a big alcohol fridge, um, which they just kept no lock on it. So that would have even forgone the reason to have a night manager, just put a lock on the thing. Um, So really, you're you're just like a bit of a... Uh, amateur security guard But they, yeah. they
2: put a nice name to They're it They're too lazy <laughs> Night, yeah, they, night they, manager Yeah they
0: make you feel special You're like Yeah you're a night manager now <laughs> The role of a padlock Will be played by <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah Yeah so that's it And, and yeah, you know But you know I was a little uh, 19 year old No questioning it I was like sure Well that sounds great Yeah you know I'm- Mr. Polite there, come checking in and getting a free room. And uh, at this time of the year as well, it was uh, no one really around, so it was um, yeah, like just at the uh, the beginning of winter. And yeah, I had a whole six bed dorm to myself, and that was it. That was the the night manager room for the, for the time. Um, but yeah, so uh, that so it sounds yeah, it wasn't very special, but I felt special at the time because I was like, wow, this is. Did like, you like, have to stop anybody selling alcohol? I did. So did that's, really? uh, that's where we're coming onto. So okay. uh, so I'm, I'm you know I've got one. Mission is protect this fridge, protect the kitchen. Uh, But the main thing I found, the trouble I had, was distinguishing between people that were staying at the hostel uh, and then people that were just there to steal stuff. So uh, was there no like swipe card or key? Well, the issue, no. the, The trouble is, they had a really old numeric keypad that they never changed the code on and again you would just think just change the code simple sure, sure. so people would check out and then they'd know the code so there were these people that check would just out, come in check
2: back in later for some
0: free alcohol yeah they just come in and it was like yeah whether it was alcohol or late night snack it was like en route to the bars and stuff so people would just like either grab someone their way back but anyway they're like oh it's, 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 it's been a bit of a problem lately but it's not that common you know you probably won't even see anyone I was like oh, okay sure uh, so it was one night I'm in the living room there back out to the kitchen so this was called the Hobart our hostel, so there's a shout out, and uh, it's more of a house with uh, just been kind of done into a hostel. Um, so I'm in the living room, the door goes, uh, and you know, few people come through. Uh, I was desperate for a piss, but I was just thinking, even at that point, taking this position so seriously, uh, I was just there, I was like, you know, I've got to make sure. But I, I nipped out for the toilet uh, for you know, to the washroom, and then came back, and there's a guy with no shirt on. Peering into the fridge (laughs) Clinking around uh, And I'm just like Again Is this uh... How long were you taking a piss for? Oh, just like two minutes he came in in that time so I do you I'm, think he planned it do you think he was stalking it out was he waiting for you to leave I, was this a pre-empted um, <laughs> it's a pre strike sounds you, like it you little, can never yeah. you can never put these people it was just one of those like moments you you can't predict or plan but again I'm not thinking anything of it because it was just someone going in the fridge but then it was like the no shirt I was like there's people that walk around in Australia with no shirt on <laughs> everywhere they're sure, just like sure. don't even wear clothes um, so uh, yeah this guy clinking around and uh, the awkward moment I had to confront him came up because I'm this like you know skinny skateboarding 19 year old who like I'm guessing like, you weren't wearing a uniform or anything official no no nothing yeah. official no shorts when did they ever
1: wear a uniform at a hostel
2: yeah uh, well sometimes they wear like a name badge you
0: might have a badge but it was no i wasn't on the um, payroll because it was like i wasn't on any payroll this was not an official position it was like hey you want a room can you just like make sure no one steals stuff because we're getting okay. complaints about it so again, you worried that he might have worked at the hostel no, I I he might have thought you were there to steal the beers. It, it was a whole conundrum. <laughs> so uh, this was
1: just a communal fridge.
0: Yeah, a communal fridge with no lock on it that they were asking a night manager. That was the, the, the height of everything that was going wrong there. Was, that's what I mean. It was a quiet, sleepy little place. Nothing really happened. Um, but they're like, yeah, you want a night manager role. This is what's happening. So, uh, yeah, long story short, I'm coming in. I had to confront the guy with his <laughs> no shirt on clinking around in the fridge so I just kind of came in I was like hey how's your night going and he spammed around and he had like a broken nose like full-on blood dripping down his face um so and like couldn't really understand what he was saying and he was like looking at me with his crazy eyes um so I'm just like holy shit and I was just like are you okay there and then he just ran out the door and took like three beers with him um and so that was my night manager role and then I'm like shall I just shall I like mention that (laughs) because there's no CCTV there's a broken nose guy he's come in he didn't confront me he didn't say what he just like said tried to say something he stank of alcohol so it someone knew the key code came and grabbed three beers and ran the hell out of there um so yeah the next day it's just like they're like oh yeah anything happened last night i'm like no nope. all good no, yeah all good but then i'm like three beers is it is it even worth noticing anyway yeah. well I no it. No, uh, no 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 and it was like the, it was the yes. i asked well i said why you can you can just get a lock right like you, you don't know. Um, but it was the design of the you can't there's nowhere to put a lock it just opened and shut so, On the uh, fridge? yeah, the fridge. It's just like a basic glass fridge with like you could see what was in there, and then uh, it was like, so very, very um, tempting. Very tempting. See um, inside. Yeah, and this is one of those stories. I guess it's crazier in my head because you, you're trying to expect. Um, but they say when you were like a nervous. I'm no night manager like say then as well. I just like you know you just wouldn't say boo to a goose. So uh, someone turned around with this like bloody face. I was like kind of in the moment and just like well I didn't try and stop him. It's like yeah take take the beers man. So pretty much the worst night manager uh, you could imagine. So uh, I am sending out resumes if anyone's looking. <laughs> uh, just uh, buy a padlock. It just save you uh, save you a hell of a lot of, yeah. lot of time. So if
1: any uh, hostile managers in Vancouver need a new night guy, or if any uh, anybody in Vancouver wants three beers, I'm your yeah. hit
0: up James. Wh- <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, I'm your man, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, damage was done, and, yeah, I didn't really hear any uh, resolution, didn't hear anyone notice that their beers were gone. Like, you know, it's just, uh, say, so, uh, just, uh, just the very, the first thing that popped into my head when I'm thinking of a, a hostel where something, uh, yeah, kind of happened. Out- <laughs> you're right good initiation yeah and i just say that was a bit of feline interference there guys we, got, uh, we have got a little cat in, in the house he almost,
1: he almost stopped the recording
0: oh so really little um, him off the little keyboard. Timothy down here that Eric's fostering Timmy hey. but yeah so that was it so again Bit of a weak hostel story for me to kick things off, but uh, we say we've been a look. weak hostel story. That was great. <laughs> that was way better than like uh, mine
2: nah. jumping out a window. Yeah, oh I know that's what I'm I mean. kind of. I'm kind of just intrigued at how the guy broke his nose. That's what I kind of want to know. In a little oh, sleepy, God, in a little sleepy area. <laughs> yeah,
0: just I guess just like yeah, r- running his mouth, going for someone's gal, the usual stuff. Right, you know. <laughs>
1: Maybe it wasn't the first hostel he'd been to that night. Yeah. He was doing
0: the rounds. That's what he does every night. Yeah. He just goes to get free beer. Yeah. Well, was, and, and, yeah, so we, we'll save the more stories. But, that, yeah, that hostel, it was, uh, it was a great one. Yeah. It was a great little moment. It was a great time. And uh, I almost missed my flight, uh, like, leaving that hostel. So that's, a, that's another one for another time. But... Could you imagine if fridges actually had see-through doors? How
2: much fatter do you think the human race would be?
1: <laughs> Some fridges do, though. This is what well, I had no, thought, beer James. Beer is. fridges
2: no, do to make
0: you drink more. No, this yeah. was like a... But that's um, what I'm saying. This was if a tall fridge with shelves in there. So with That's big, probably why big. they don't make
2: them safe. F- safe yeah. right?
1: Or else you'd be fat <laughs> as fuck. What I honestly... <laughs> eaten all day. What I initially like. thought you were describing, James, was a beer fridge in a hostel, because I know a lot of hostels have bars. Yeah. It's yeah, like
0: a tall fridge. That I mean, you never perfect. see them, really. No, I know
1: that, like, the classic hostel fridge is... Nightmares in and of themselves.
0: They were horrible. It was horrible. Fucking
1: five mustard bottles in the door from yeah. just people <laughs> who go buy one for a dollar at the convenience store yeah, yeah, across yeah, the street yeah. use and it for one meal. It gets, no, this and uh, gets cleaned ooh.
2: out so like every once every six months or something. Yeah. Like,
0: yeah. You know? yeah. yeah. So when yeah. you're there, you oh, man, don't man. bother
1: buying condiments because you just no. look at the door and you're like, all right, they got mustard, they got mayo. Well,
0: everyone's got a free food selection. Like, there's always like usually in a hostel, the free food yeah, cupboard, but yeah, yeah, yeah. people just leave stuff. Like, so yeah. it's like you got. Moldy, the, moldy horrible stuff yeah pasta lots of pasta yeah. lots of noodles uh but yeah so that was uh, that was hostel takeover guys so just a little preview of uh, some hostel related anecdotes we've got yeah. uh, from our travels and eric's uh, you know holidays <laughs> <laughs> yeah. all right, no. Yeah. Burn out all there. right. No. there's no there's no competition here we just you know we don't I mean, it's also no ser-
1: secret that I have no business running this podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Well, you're you're here. This is you're from here. So again, you got the fascination for right. why we're Plus here. Plus, you have the laptop and microphone, so we kind of do. Need <laughs> that. We're in your apartment All right these now. Uh, well, and, we have uh,
1: We well, we really might. hope we can do more of this for you guys. We in fact, this is a bona fide promise that we will do more of this for you guys. So I hope this did the best job we could possibly do at giving you an idea of what this podcast will sound like with an additional voice. And I think this is a good point to wrap up. I mean, it's been an hour and 40 minutes at this point. So, uh, we, uh, oh, goodness. Yeah. yeah, it's been a while. Thanks for listening. Yeah. yeah thanks, guys. Why not? And, uh, All right. Yeah. Thank you for listening, everybody. This has been living a broadcast.
0: And who have you been? Oh, I'm Eric. I'm Ben James. I'm, um, oh yeah, Mikey, <laughs> that's right. Oh yeah, thanks thanks we're still doing that.
2: Cheers, guys.